Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the Spend Life Well Show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial journey. I'm certified kingdom advisor, Mark Trice, and I'm joining the studio, as always, fellow podcaster, professional, and financial professional, Jesse Hamilton. Is that your name? That's my name, Jesse, yeah. Jesse, your hey, name. Mark. Nice to meet you, Jesse. And welcome, listeners, to the show. We've only done well over 100-something podcasts, and <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. No, I'm not really. Just trying to give him a hard time. Uh, so today, folks, we're coming into the Thanksgiving holiday and Christmas holiday season. And guess what everybody does? We forget about it every year, of course, but Mm -hmm. what happens during this time? Shopping. Shopping extravaganza. That's right. It is a shopper's delight. This is the most wonderful time of the year for anyone that is a shopaholic. Uh, We hope that you're not. But we wanted to talk about, because there's there's a lot of um, theft and uh, ID theft and things like that going on. We want to talk about financial safety for the holiday shopping season. Right. Some things you might not think about, and there are scammers out there, and they do increase around this time. When you are swiping that card, they want in on it. Now, you may be curious, what verse in the Bible deals with ID theft and scammers and things like that? Well, we have a perfect one. We do. It's Proverbs 22, 3, which says, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Now, We'll get into what that means a little bit later on through the program today, but it's important that you take steps to protect your identity, protect your financial information, and protect your financial instruments. Right. And we're not talking about just in-store shopping. A lot of the scams are going to be happening on online shopping. So that's kind of the first thing we want to cover today. Yeah, a lot of this, you know, and hopefully it's not your relatives that are stealing your credit cards, but... Online shopping is a dangerous place. I prefer to actually shop in person if I can, because if I'm going to some random website, I don't know if it's legit or not. Uh, We've all probably at some point had a password stolen because someone broke into that vendor site or whatever. But that's really important that you use strong, unique passwords for online shopping or online accounts. Do not use password one, two, three. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of people do password one, two, three, um, or maybe it's your name or your date of birth. Or your this, dog's name. Your dog's name. Use strong, unique passwords, okay? You can use um, lots of different things. I don't see it on our list, but you can use a password generator yes. that will generate. And my, and my team here at ClearVista Financial, they do not like my passwords that I generate because I use a one password and you and generate a, a you know a very long character unique password that makes no sense yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, it's a long arbitrary string of characters that you can't guess. You'd have to actually see it to enter it. So LastPass or One Password are two great tools, password managers that can help you generate and store secure passwords yes. for different websites. And please, please. Do not use the same password for every website. And I know you don't want to have to write down too many passwords on your post-it note, which you keep on your keyboard on your desk. Not a good idea. You know who you are. 
Um, but you need to create a unique password for every online account. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the second thing that people can do, Jesse? So if you're using one of the larger providers, they might even allow you to do two-factor two authentication. This is great. That's yeah. always a great idea. Um, we especially want to have this on our email, our bank accounts, all of those things. Uh, that those They're extremely secure. Now, what's an example of two-factor authentication? The so, most popular one is uh, they'll send you a code to your text message. So okay. they actually have to be holding your phone to get into it, right. which is great because unless the criminal has your phone and your login, they can't get in. That's right. And that's a great way to protect yourself. Most banks are already doing that now, but and, but a lot of shopping sites do, but they offer you an option to set that up. Yes. And, and it might be annoying. I'm sure that you find it annoying, Mark, but it works. Yeah. It's so important to do that. Another one that you can do is only shop on secure websites. Now, this is something that the vendor has to set up on their end. It's right. an encryption process that is a, has a security certificate attached to it. We do it on our website at clearvistafinancial.com so that anybody's using things that they know that someone can hack into it to steal information. There's an easy way to check, though. Yeah, what? Well, tell us about that. You just look at the... Um, the top line, what's it called? The, the, the URL bar, the, the browser UR, address. URL bar, and make sure that there's an S in it. H-T-T-P-S. Right, and it's that important, it's that S right. at the end of the H-T-T-P, which, do you know what that means? No idea. Hypertext something markup language or something, right? So you, you don't know what I, it means either. Well, you know, I was, <laughs> I was alive when the internet was invented, when Al Gore invented the internet. I, he and I were hanging out together one night. And and he said, I'm going to use this confusing thing. No one will know what it is, but it means that <laughs> it's a it's a hypertext markup language, uh, and then or something like that. Don't some uh, we're going to get emails from listeners saying you you dummy, this is what it is. But um, you know you want to make sure you see that a lot of times a lot of browsers will actually have a padlock in the URL address bar yeah, as that's well. A great way to so tell. that's a good thing. You know another big area, Jesse, that we see a lot of people fall victim to are fishing attempts. Now, I'm not talking about bass fishing or fishing for your favorite I love fish, those types of fishing attempts. Yeah, those are great. But we're talking about fishing with a P, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. And they're getting very convincing. We, we get, get probably four or five a day. And they're starting to use the color, the text, everything looks legitimate. Yeah, and we, we saw something the other day that had our logo on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's important that you don't fall victim to this. If you're not expecting an email from someone, you just have to assume that it is fake and they're trying to steal your inf information. So you want to be cautious about these things. Sometimes they'll put an attachment on the document saying, hey, you forgot to pay this invoice for that mm -hmm. shopping you just did because the scammers are can break into your email. Yeah. And they can see that you were shopping at Walmart and they can send a, a message that looks like it's from Walmart, but it's not. So anything that you're not expecting a, an attachment, don't open it. It's probably a phishing attempt. Also, another one is another is where they'll put a QR code in the email saying, hey, you've been awarded some money or your bank needs to update your information. Take a picture with your phone. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You just gave them access to all the information on your phone, probably including credit cards and things like that. Yep. Phishing attempts. I mean, it's much more sophisticated now. This is not the old Nigerian prince that's trying to get out of the country and transfer Send some of his wealth. Bucks. 
So this is not that, but you know, you got to be careful because once they link into your computer, they can take it over or then take over your phone. We've seen far too many examples of people that are losing lots of money because they fall victim to the phishing attempt and they're ashamed to tell anybody about it. So they just go along, which blows my mind. (laughs) Right. But people will do it. All right. What's another one, Jesse, we need to do? Make sure we're doing during the shopping season. Of course, whatever device you're using, you want to make sure the software is up to date and you're using an antivirus product of some sort. Most name brand devices that we use, Macs, PCs, iPhones, Androids, are going to have these softwares built in. You just have to make sure that they're allowing it to do it. They're allowing it to do it and it's up to date. If you haven't updated your operating system in two years, three years, they're going to get in. If you're using Windows 95, (laughs) oh, they're they're already there's plenty of people. They're already in your computer, the the hackers and the and the bad guys. So make sure you do that. Make sure you use an antivirus software for your computer. Mm -hmm. It's so important to do that. Here's another one, Jesse, because I know a lot of people work from home or work from Starbucks because it's too dangerous to go into the office uh, from post-COVID. Yeah. Uh, but they they use unsecure Wi-Fi networks at whatever place they're hanging out and drinking coffee. We know Jessica does this from time to time, but she knows how to encrypt her data. Yeah, she's and, pretty good at that. Yeah, she li- she's very productive and very resourceful when she's hanging out at Common Grounds or wherever. <laughs> and, uh, but we know she uses the right precautions on her computer. But you only want to use a secure Wi-Fi networks. So avoid public Wi-Fi networks. Even if you're staying, say, like in a hotel and over the holidays and you want to get on the Wi-Fi, they're probably providing you a password, but that's not secure. It's only secure for the people that are staying there. So everybody else that's staying at the hotel can get in as well and they can they see can. you through that. Yes. A lot of times we we recommend that you add a secure virtual private network or VPN for short. Mm-hmm. And um, your phone might have one built in. Um, if you don't know about that, you could ask somebody who might help you with that. We can a, help you with that. Who's a techie guy. Yeah, we can ask you. We can tell you. We could use a couple of that we on our devices as well. Yeah. What's another one, Justin? We, we really need to take a take a close look at our financial statements, right? Right. So th- this time of year, you're probably shopping, buying gifts. Um, just time to time, weekly, even a daily basis, pull up that statement and make sure, yep, I bought that. I bought that. Don't know what that is. You want to yeah, make and, sure you look and at many those. credit cards are not good about monitoring those purchases for you. I know, like an American Express, if there if if I'm in in Waco, Texas today, and I buy something at a Costco in Houston, I'm getting a call. Yeah, within seconds. All right, uh, and and so they're really good about that. But other cards, not so much. And you want to make sure that you're doing that. Um, that you're monitoring those statements to make sure those are the purchases that you made. Exactly. All right. So monitor those financial statements. Mm-hmm. And then for for online shopping, make sure, Jesse, that we do what with our devices? Either password protect or biometric authentication. That's your fingerprint or your face. Yeah. Make sure that a stranger can't just get into your phone. Now, if you're passed out on the street, I guess suppose they could use your face to open up your phone, right? right? But that's quite a bit harder. That's a, good, that's a little bit harder, yes. Let's talk a little bit, just for a few minutes, about in-person shopping, okay? Right. So many of you are going to do probably more in-person shopping than than online. But believe it or not, using contactless payment methods are the most secure way these days. So a lot of retailers, um, you can tap your phone or your card right on the machine. 
that's an extremely secure way of spending money. Um, name brands for that are Apple Pay and Google Wallet. And you might think, you might feel weird about it, but we can assure you that this is a secure way to spend money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you also want to check for secure card readers when using your debit or credit card. Make sure, and this happens a lot at, at gas pumps. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look and see that that maybe it's been tampered with. Right. Um, a lot of times they'll put a skimmer device over the outside of the pump. So what I usually do when I go get gas and I'm using a, a not the contactless uh, payments, which I use when I can, but if I have to insert my card, I'm actually just trying to wiggle that little device where you stick your card in it. Right. Make sure it's it actually feels secure. Right. Because if it wiggles and you can move it around, something's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Go to another pump. Uh, make sure that you report that to the gas station. If you're um, sticking the chip end of your card in, that still counts as contactless. So that's the secure way. Gotcha. This is when you're swiping the barcode. So when you are using a a, a secure card reader for your uh, debit card and you have to enter the PIN, make sure no one can see you. Yeah, I've noticed these machines nowadays are actually the blind is getting smaller. So you'd think that it'd be getting bigger, but you actually need to make sure that no one's looking. So people can get that. They can they can memorize your card number. They can get your PIN. Right. Which r- reminds me that we want to, we need to keep an eye on our, our on our credit cards, right? Right. Never let them out of your sight. And if you do lose one, you leave it at the store and they lose it or you drop it, be vigilant um, about calling your provider and either locking it or canceling it. Well, you think about it. We go to a restaurant. What do we do sometimes if it's a nice restaurant? We give the card to the to the server and we hope that they're not stealing our information. Right. This has happened to me a couple of times. And I hate that because I think I'm going to a nice restaurant. I'm going to be treated fairly, but there are unscrupulous people there. So you got to keep an eye on those things. I actually will will watch them go to the cash register and do the transaction and bring it back. If I see them doing something funny with it under the table, I'm going to say something about it, and I'll probably call and block my yeah. car from there on. Yep. What about wallets and personal items? We always we always hear things about you know uh, around at malls around Christmas time. Don't leave your any valuables in your car. Right. You always want to keep an eye, make sure that somebody is at least protecting them. Don't leave them in your car. And if you do need to use cash, uh, that'd be rare these days. Maybe you're at a farmer's market or something. Um, just be careful. Yeah. And you want to keep, you know, uh, you want to avoid carrying unnecessary personal information like social security cards or passport. Yes. Never carry those. You don't keep need that them. locked up at home. Everybody remembers their social security number. You yeah. should. And if not, you know, keep it on something that's not a card that's very obvious that it's social security. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, Jesse, is what? Uh, Over-the-shoulder scammers, we kind of talked about this already. They're looking for your PIN. Um, A new one that I've seen, which is kind of scary, is they look over your shoulder and try to see your your PIN to get into your phone. And when they have that, they have access to everything. So when you're in public, someone's looking at you, make sure they can't see the code to get into your phone. And and I've been a victim one time of just basically sniffers, uh, RFID sniffers, okay. sniffers that, that can basically steal the card information as you're walking by. It's really hard to try to predict or see where it's coming from. Right. But I did have a situation where uh, I was at an Ikea in Round Rock, and at the same time, someone uh, within a few minutes was using my card information at an Ikea in Houston trying to buy $5,000 worth of stuff. Uh, I suspect it was somebody behind me that was able to get those numbers because yep. I had the card out and it was a slow line. 
and they must have must have stolen those. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about receipts real quick. The last point here: dispose of receipts. Now, I tend to to shred mine or dispose those where there it has information. There's some information on every receipt about you, right? Your name, maybe part of your credit card number, different things like that. Make sure that you dispose of them and shred. And we always have an annual shredding event at our office, and we encourage people to bring them up after tax time and do that. You don't want to leave them lying around where they can be accessed by others. Right. And don't, you know, don't assume that your family members are not going to steal your financial information. Unfortunately, that does happen. We really want to keep this as a joyful time and the holiday shopping as a joyful experience. We love to see people giving generously, but it's just crucial these around this time to protect yourself. Yeah, and just remember, like the proverb says, watch out for danger and protect yourself, because if you don't, you'll probably suffer for it. Mm-hmm. Folks, you've been listening to the Spend Life Well Show. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. We will talk to you again on the next episode. <laughs>